This is the mic check. Uh, mic check. SJ4 Gogeta is amazing. DV Legends is dead. Dokkan. Dead to you. No, it's dead. It's literally dead. The entire fan base hates it. Mic check. And now for my official mic check. See that behind you? Here we go. Uh, see that behind you? Here we go. Do you see that behind you? Here we go. Za Warugo. Yes. Yes. What? <laughs> look behind the you. World. That's what. Oh. Look. <laughs> I literally said look behind you. I'm not in the mood to strain my neck right now, so I'll uh, I'll just take your word for it. Zawarudo. TV Legend sucks, but always. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the CrossGen podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Get Geek podcast. Yes, we are double recording this week. Um, and we are joined here by our host. I am Walt. Guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? And we have a special guest, which we'll get to in a second. But let's start off with... This might or might not be AJ, but just so you know, it could be AJ. All right. Let us know when hmm. you're <laughs> definitive about that. Um, oh. Eli. Yeah. Is just Eli. A, just Eli. No elaborate introductions this week? Well, okay, okay. Hold on. Eli. Um. Yeah, frick. I'm not getting it. You go. All right. And about, today... Uh, Today, you uh, lie to me again, and I'll put you under the dirt. Yes, there you go. Yes, you lie to me again, and uh, what do you want me to tell your parents? So yes, we'll go with something like that for for that. And I'll be half a. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We are, have a special guest today. Um, we are bringing on board for this episode. It's it's half a. It's I've half said a. It at least three times, I think. Why not go for four? Go for four or five. <laughs> four or five. There's never enough. There Be very go. generous. Enough. To the, so today we have a very specific, well, a specific non-specific topic, right? Because I think everybody here in this room is a general fan of our topic, which is anime, right? I mean, anime. What's that? You have to live yeah. under a rock. It's a, it's a very small genre. It's not very well known. You know, it's a, it's I wouldn't a very say I wouldn't say little? fan because when you get when you start saying that you're a fan of anime, 
my, 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 is that a strong statement? Well, there's a lot that goes into anime, right? There's, there is, there is, more is, than a lot. There is yeah. subgenres upon subgenres of anime, correct? Yes, and if you're not an aficionado of each subgenre, then is it? Then are you really a fan of anime? Hmm. That is a very interesting question, right? Because I find that the anime community itself is at large very aggressive, especially with the West. <laughs> yes, well, you're not true. wrong. Much so, you're not wrong. There are some very hardcore fans out there from very specific properties, right? Oh, God. are there but any don't even Goku? You, you want you? Oh my God! Do you want to know the? I've probably stated this like numerous times, but do you know the initial reason why I absolutely hated Dragon Ball? No, it's because, oh, because of these yeah. weeb fanboys like that. Freaking oh, weebs. Can you beat Goku? Weebs. What? Oh my god. That guy can't beat Goku. Well, that yeah. argument. I was literally watched, a subject of anime. bullying uh, yeah. in my elementary school. That's I've, how much I grew to hate. I visited Japan. I visited Japan. I'm I'm freaking Japanese for that, you know, cuz I watch anime all the time. Like Dragon okay, Ball that's Z. That's not even. That's the, weebs. Oh. That's that's a weeb. I'm, but I was talking more so about like what these absolutely toxic Dragon oh. Ball fans. Well, that's practically the entire fan base. That's not even just weebs. Well, yeah, but I was talking specifically. I'm but not yes, sure if otaku overlaps in that. But that yeah. is that is the that is the unfortunate truth of a lot of Western anime fans. That is true. Yeah. And, and the thing that you're talking about where everybody's discussing who who can Goku beat, that actually transcends anime, right? Superman? Yeah. <laughs> Superman, oh my God. One Punch Man. I literally um, saw him. Is, is there anybody? Hulk, um, right? Hulk. Have, have we not seen Hulk? I mean, Goku literally in the minds of the fans, he fights everybody regardless of, of franchise. Yes. And it's always it's always well he can he beat this can he beat that can he beat this. That's kind of like a common theme especially with Dragon Ball and I think in anime in general, right? Goku seems to be the guy everybody wants to fight. No, it's more that they want everyone to fight Goku just so they can prove Goku is superior. Yeah. It's not necessary. Do we think that yeah. Goku's superior? Well, I think that when you go into the idea of Goku and why everybody wants uh, wants him to fight and prove he is superior I, is largely because Goku has, I don't want to say of recently, but as of late, defined the shonen genre. That subgenre. Yeah. He's kind of like the poster child. Yeah. Yes, I, I the, would agree with that. The weekly fights, the, uh, the classic, here's his next level of challenger. Uh, shonen protagonist. That's that is Goku, and so when you start taking it, when you start dissecting it, it is the question of, well, of course he can beat anybody. He's beaten everybody, and except for when he dies. Except for when he dies, (laughs) (laughs) or when he fudges up and doesn't kill them, and they win. (laughs) Shonen protagonist is meant to be superior, and so to argue or to state that the shonen protagonist could lose forever and it is impossible for the shonen protagonist to beat any other character is unfortunately for a large portion of the dragon ball community i would argue insulting 
So let me ask this question. I have another question about Goku, but I want to get your guys' opinions on this. Goku, Superman. Okay. Who wins? Um, I'll go first if you'd like. Go ahead, yeah. I think that the root of that question is based not in power level, because as <laughs> Dragon Ball says, uh, power level is total BS. Instead, They're always constantly changing yeah. power levels, yeah. you know, and it always means something different. I think ultimately it comes to the question of the characters and the concept themselves. I, I know that this is a controversial opinion, but I very much agree with how Death Battle addressed it. The sole concept of Goku is that he is constantly growing stronger, is that he is constantly constantly pushing his limits Mm -hmm. but he has limits yes the concept of superman is that he is a man with no limits and there is nothing that can stop him granted comics have history these characters do change especially superman with dc Mm -hmm. how many reboots are you gonna do but at that point only one of them has a limit to give Goku is defined by overcoming limits. Superman is defined by not having them. So when it comes to that question, only one of them has a concept of failure. So you're going soup all the way. Absolutely. Okay. I think that that's a question of concept, not a question of character. Okay. Guys, do you you do blah, 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 blah. Sorry. <laughs> um, guys, do you agree? Um, I actually do agree with Hafa. Um, but here's the thing. I again, I really do agree. Don't get me wrong. But like, especially with the way that um they've been progressing with Goku and the manga lately. So you know about Ultra Instinct, right? I'm familiar. Well, he now has the ability to put Ultra Instinct on top of his other transformations. <laughs> Oh, yes, of course he would. Yeah. Of course, so, yeah. Of course he would. It's not. So the, the way that that works is um, the way he uses trans, uh, Ultra Instinct initially is that it's a transformation. But now he's more so using it in the vein of a technique. Yes. So when you do it like that, I it's really tough to say. Like, Is that more like a Kaioken now? essentially yeah yeah. they've made ultra instinct into a kaioken he still has ui the transformation but Mm -hmm. he can essentially apply it like kaioken it's like a multiplier so i guess the next question is will goku go super saiyan 5 ultra instinct kaioken times 20 that's always the running (laughs) joke is that something that's gonna be a thing now that's all that's always a running joke i mean Look at Goku Black in just Super Dragon Ball Heroes oh, already. God. He Super has Dragon Ball Heroes is crazy though. Goku Black SSR three. Oh my god. Oh, god. Shoot that man. Oh, but bro. so in concept, I agree that Superman would win. But in terms of like um and that's the other thing. Goku has a habit of not starting all out. So if Superman just steamrolls him at the very beginning, win. If he's holding back and drawing it out, it's, it's, it gets a little tough there. 
See, the the thing that I have, but I do large sorry, but no, no. I do largely agree that Superman will win. See, it's just it de- it depends on the circumstances of the battle. But in me, concept, yes, he wins. To me, I think it's one of these things where, um, and just just kind of bouncing off of your point, um, Goku. And and this is one of the things that you know I think is was prevalent in Dragon Ball Super is that he started out slow, which enabled Broly to continue to power himself up and match his level. And it oh it was only until he reached um, Gogeta Blue right that he kind of stopped fooling around and said you know what I'm just going to rail over Broly and that's how they ended the fight right. Um, but the thing. The thing that kind of bothers me when it when it comes to just saying that Superman is automatically going to win, Superman is DC's Boy Scout. Oh, absolutely. That's so you know he has all this unlimited power, but by the same token, he's not ruthless ruthless enough to kind of use it to end the fight. Unless you're talking about a very different iteration of Superman, like well, Injustice Superman. Well, if if you're looking at like the Snyderverse Superman, then I agree. He he would probably, especially in his earlier iteration, like in Man of Steel, where he was forced to kill Zod, right? Um, but again, he still had remorse. Remorse. He did not want to go that far, and so you know, there's that there's that small little piece of me, right, that says. Goku is all about finishing. He's he's all about fighting. He he I would almost venture to say that Goku will will do whatever it takes to end the fight because that's what he enjoys, right? Actually I mean, no. no. That's not often okay. what you see. No, no. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm putting this in the wrong way. Um Goku puts fighting above Everything else in the Dragon Ball ver- universe, including his family, <laughs> yes. including oh the universe at large. That's partly the reason why we had. That's the, why you have the, the Universal Survival power, Saga. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, Kakarot, my wife is giving birth. Ah, I don't oh, care. We got to fight. Me you know, <laughs> so that's that's what I'm kind of getting at with with Goku is like he so enjoys fighting, you know, that, you know, everything else is kind of secondary to that. And, and Superman is such that Boy Scout that I don't know if he would have kind of the capability to finish the fight. Well, I if mean, um, yeah, Eli, what, what do you what do you think about that? Um, honestly, I don't think uh, Superman either. I, it's a it's a weird situation because you're putting two characters who are not willing to end the fight, and Goku would want to drag this out as long as possible. And Superman, not necessarily. He doesn't really want to drag it out, but he he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to force himself to to you know, yeah. But okay, real quick, I'm not gonna go on a tangent. No, that's but, fine. And I'm not trying to provoke Goku versus Superman or anything like Goku can beat whoever. But I want to make the argument that Goku also has Zenkai's. And Superman, who's practically willing to push him to his edge. Not to mention, you're comparing two different universes. So, 
power levels True. in terms of ratings, they're sort of wonky because you're comparing two different... But with those two characters, it doesn't even matter because Goku smashes his limits like we mentioned earlier. And yeah, Superman has no limits. I've, I've brought this up before. Um, I've seen like stuff like um, Goten. Uh, you know that meme where... It's not really a meme where he's... But he has his finger up and he just blocks like... I think it was uh, Mizuki Midoriya. Yeah, it's like that. That is a meme at this point. Yeah, but that basically what I'm saying there is that you're comparing two two different universes. So in terms of scaling, I don't think that Superman would necessarily win. Not to mention, okay, and not to mention, Goku has Zenkai's. But you so, know what Superman has? Solar power. Yeah, and he's he's limitless. But you don't think Goku would destroy the sun? Yeah, Goku could just as easily destroy the sun, and it but wouldn't would really he matter. be quick enough well, to pick that up? You know, what? he wouldn't even de- want to destroy the sun. So I'll give you that. But that's something that's something uh, a crybaby like Frieza would do. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Piccolo but Goku could does have the capability of doing that. Okay, right? oh, most definitely. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna pass so, it on to you, <laughs> Hafa. Yeah, yeah. the The problem with one of the previous arguments on whether or not Superman would end the fight mm-hmm. is that it moves the goalpost. And if I'm assuming everyone here is familiar with that logical fallacy. Mm-hmm. So the question was originally can Superman beat Goku? And my answer was yes. Okay. Superman has the capacity to beat Goku. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. In response to all of these ideas that Goku can infinitely multiply or infinitely multiply his power over and over and over again in the Dragon Ball saga, I completely agree. That's what Goku is. But can I say one thing? Um, he is he is unlike Broly, where Broly can instantly um, gain a next level. And, and we saw that in Dragon Ball Super. Goku, however, his limits are, are shattered through a period of training. So he won't be shattering those limits necessarily within the fight itself. That's him training to get to that next level. So, you know, there's always going to be, he's not, he's not one of these guys that can easily adapt in my opinion. And and again, this is totally my opinion during the fight. You know, there are, there are instances where he has attained a new level during a fight but usually, you, a lot of the things, what's the montage? He's always training and training and training, sometimes with Vegeta, sometimes with Beerus, some, you know, just to get to that next level. So it's not an instantaneous um, slot to the, to the next step for him. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes, yes. That's, that's been Goku's sort of central theme. However... That, I think, only exaggerates my point or exacerbate. Is that the word? It it furthers the point because Goku, Goku is at the end pushing a limit, whereas Superman's central theme is limitless, boundlessness. I think that regardless of the scenario, Superman will win. It is his concept in a very. in a very same fashion as to how I believe One Punch Man will win 
and I don't think that it's appropriate at all to introduce him into any sort of combat like this, into asking who would win, One Punch Man or anyone else. Well, One Punch Man's concept is the that he one only punch. needs one punch. Uh, Superman's concept is that he can overcome anything. He is super to all other things. Hell, he fights... Uh, his nemesis is essentially a, an entire dimension, Darkseid I'm referring to. Oh, well, he has multiple nemeses, but among the most threatening is Darkseid and Apocalypse. Yes. The the whole idea is that Superman is boundless. Whatever DC will throw at him, the, whatever yeah, whatever DC will throw at him or the entire DC universe, he will fight and he is according to DC's themes, he will win. With Dragon Ball, Goku has failed. Like you said he died. <laughs> he dies multiple times. <laughs> and Goku does get infinitely more powerful because he trains while he's yes, dead but <laughs> which is awesome when in concept right? when he <laughs> needs to get infinitely more powerful as opposed to a man who does not need to become more powerful because he already is because he already is infinitely more powerful dragging along a fight doesn't quite uh doesn't quite matter instantly uh instantly winning the fight doesn't quite matter because at the end of the day even at his maximum potential which Lord knows with how they write Dragon Ball is never going to is never going to be reached. Goku could not win because Superman's maximum potential is endless. Uh even at his limited potential, obviously Superman would win just because I believe at his limited potential he a Saiyan is only as strong as man. But he's not boundless like Superman mm-hmm. regardless of the situation. Um, I believe the question then was Boy Scouts and whether or not Superman would kill. But yeah, that's that's more like a personality. That's, that's thing, more of a personality know? question. And even if we are to move the goalposts there, Goku is one to fight. Period. He does not. I don't believe that he is an ally to good, nightmare to you. That's the infamous mistranslation. Or the infamous localization. So just to speak a little more to that, he was kind of like that during the Frieza saga. Hmm. By the time you get to Super, like Z, you can kind of see it there. Super, not at all. He's not like, he even says it at the end of the Tournament of Power. I ain't no hero for justice or anything like that. I just want to (laughs) fight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's almost, I, I, I won't say a villain, but he really doesn't care about the universe and the people at large in in a sense because all he wants to do is train and fight mm. and you know whatever it takes i mean literally the tournament of power was set up to eliminate universes <laughs> and he was kind of okay with that as long as he so, got to fight i'll, yeah, I'll exactly. ask this so question it's, considering it's weird with him you know i'll ask this question considering that uh, everybody else here is a big dc fan uh, and I already know the answer. Has Superman ever fought a foe with that type of personality? And has he ever defeated them? This does not necessarily mean kill. 
Has he ever defeated them? Um, no, Mongol. He he's not like that. Um, someone who just likes to fight. Um, well, someone who's willing to sacrifice anything for the fight. Oh, like um, that kind of technically, yeah, he kind of goes all out sometimes. Dark side is more than willing to kill a few grunts just to achieve his end goal. Uh, there, there are a few. Uh, I can't name them all offhand, but those are just some to like, I guess, give you an idea. Yeah. And so in doing so, he has defeated those. He has defeated those, uh, be it villains, uh, just characters in general. So with that personality type, I don't think that it would much matter because Superman is the concept of boundlessness. Goku is the concept of breaking bounds. Okay, that works. Mm-hmm. So um, we're not we're not going to continue with the whole Goku. Yes, because <laughs> let's keep going. Can, please no. do not comment <laughs> yes. and I'm make direct attacks anymore. at anyone here. They're all great people. Yes, yes. We'll we'll just leave it at that because I I thought it was an interesting thing that you know, especially in, in anime circles, it's always the Goku versus everybody. Oh, it's the, it's thing, the, you know? it's the anime protagonist versus another anime protagonist. It's, it's part of the thing that I love about Shonen. Mm-hmm. It's everything gets crazier and crazier and crazier. Dragon Ball, uh, being a perfect example of that. So with so, that, yeah. So do we have another another series that we can say is a little bit crazier than Dragon Ball that you guys have? It is have... a little bit crazier than Dragon Ball. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty out I there, I mean, it right? depends on how you define crazy. Yeah. Like, there are some that are, oh, I don't know. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't yes. even say that that's crazier than Dragon Ball. Yeah. I would. Uh, well, okay. JoJo I mean, can be a little out there, though. JoJo yeah. can be a little out there with its personality, but yes. overall I mean, with not its even concepts, that. it's actually quite tame. Like... A baby that can control a, uh, a ghost-like spirit that can infiltrate your dreams and kill you. You're That's forgetting, pretty You're forgetting there. strength. You're forgetting strength. Oh my god, yes. Strength. The, the spirit that, that was, was literally an entire boat. He was freaking... And then he turned into an orangutan. <laughs> no, no, he was, he was, he was the orangutan. Yes, oh yeah, he was, was yeah. held by an orangutan. Yeah, he's a stand user. So a monkey <laughs> or an ape that monkey. can use a freaking ghost. Oh god. I, I, Their just spirit. Happen, I just happen to love the whole thing with JoJo where they're they named their attacks before they're actually gonna do it. No one yes. can deflect the emerald splash. <laughs> and, and it's it's the most elaborate named attacks that are that you can possibly imagine, right? It's not it's not just I'm going to punch you, it's the water foe helping monkey hand in the fist bush attack. I mean, there's only yes. one character who will just say, I'm going to straight up punch you now. And that's Jotaro. Yeah. I will Jotaro is. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I mean, when I compare that to Dragon Ball and whether or not that's crazier, because there are plenty of other examples on crazy things that happen in JoJo's. It's all very bizarre. <laughs> I I would like to point out that if we're talking about an orangutan that's possessed by, how Jodoro puts it, an evil spirit, well, what about a child that can turn into a monkey? 
a giant monkey at that. Okay. And I only say right, monkey is... because this thing has a tail. If I'm if I'm correct, this yeah, giant yes. ape has a tail. Yes, you're talking about um the Ozaru, the Ozaru in Dragon Ball. Yes. Which is something that really has kind of gone away, right? Oh, it no. got completely abandoned. Yeah. All right, well, really as did. far as Super is concerned, yeah, but at least another uh iteration no. didn't let that go. I don't remember. What iteration is that, huh? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it starts with G, ends in T. It's non-canon, so... It's not- Be quiet. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Knock that And actually, down technically, no, because remember, Boy. it's not completely cast off, because remember how they explained Broly? Oh, His power I'm is for like I mean, the Ozaru. That's what I'm saying. I think that they're going to lead into SJD4, but that's that's besides the point. And, and to your point, they did mention when um, Par- uh, Paragus yeah. uh, first got onto that planet, and uh, he was with that, that poor guy that beat, beat that <laughs> quickly died very quickly. He was like, dude, don't look at the moon, you know? And, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So they have kind of covertly put it out there, but... They really, really have abandoned the whole, you know, big giant monkey ape in a yeah, battle. And sometimes abandoned Attack on Titan, right? And with the monk, the monkey also has the battle suit sometimes, right? Yes. So, which is even more ridiculous if you think oh, about you know it. Yeah, Vegeta did. I'm pretty sure. Well, that was only once, though. Vegeta. But also yes. remember, oh wait, Super Dragon Ball Superheroes. Also, you had Cumbered go Ozaru. Uh. Yeah, Not he was going great. Oh. Yeah. Whatever, bro. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> but again, going back to Super, when they find Broly um, for the first time on on that planet, right? He he did mention that his uh, it, it was very much like the Hulk with the infinite stretchy pants, right? That he Broly had changed Dozaru, and the reason he noticed that was because it looked it like stretched. it was stretched out. Which okay, so the whole stretchy. Maybe Hulk they don't show thing, it right? on screen, but they still mention it briefly they still mention it and they you know like i said the way broly works in that movie they kind of do like a oh well the way he transforms and develops he's kind of like an ozaru okay Mm. so here's my question we've mentioned dragon ball Yep. We have mentioned Jojo. Uh, we've mentioned Jojo's, and I made a passing comment about Attack on Titan. Yeah, and which is something that, un- unfortunately, and I'm, I'm going to have to admit, I still have not seen Attack on Titan yet. And I know that that is an egregious act on somebody who claims to be an anime fan. Well, yeah. here's so. actually here's actually my question because we had begun this with. Or I had begun this very cautiously, calling myself <laughs> an anime fan, because it's a very Western, it's a very Western tale that we would only mention, or we would first mention. Yes, we're anime fans. We've watched, we've made mention of Attack on Titan. We've made mention of Dragon Ball, uh, One Punch Man. We also made uh, mm-hmm. reference to, and if I'm, am I forgetting anything? I know I just stated these. But compared to what others would call an actual anime fan, they would list countless other obscure or, I would say, unpopular 
anime unpopular with respect to the West. So can we really call ourselves anime fans if we don't know these um, obscure or indie sort of titles? I'd say yeah, uh, although I'm not the best subject anymore because my dossier did kind of expand a little over the pandemic. But I honestly, I think that's irrelevant. If you just, the way I see it, if you enjoy the content, the style of it, and you, you know, as long as you have like a, an appreciation for it, you know, you, you can call yourself an anime fan. You don't need to know every single one in existence. Who is this character? What story do they belong to? Yada, yada, yada. That, that doesn't make you a better anime fan. That just means you have a deeper knowledge of the subject. So let me ask this question then. It, just on the subject of whether you're an anime fan or not. Is, is being an anime fan saying that... Um, as required viewing, you have to know Dragon Ball, you have to know Naruto, you have to know One Piece, you have to know Attack on Titan. Do you go back and say, well, Akira is something that's required viewing, Vampire Hunter D, uh, Ghost in the Shell? Are, 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 are we saying that as if you're claiming to be an anime fan, do you have to know at least the benchmark properties? Or maybe you haven't watched the entire series because Naruto, I love Naruto. I am never going to get through the entire thing because that's like, what, 30 some odd seasons. If I can get through one season for me with my busy schedule, that would be an accomplishment, you know. And but I'm aware of Naruto. I'm aware of Boruto. I'm aware of all of those things. Right. And I consider myself to be an anime fan. But again, I haven't had the chance to watch Attack on Titan. Hunter x Hunter is another thing that everybody everybody says is is an awesome show. JoJo, we've just started. You guys way further yeah, than I, I am. Believe you know? Yeah, and, and so there's a lot of properties that a lot of people would consider. These are prerequisites to knowing anime. Do you guys all agree that you have to watch all of these shows? To and and or movies to consider yourself an anime fan, or if you're just a fan of let's say Dragon Ball and One Punch Man, is that sufficient enough? What do you guys think? Well, That's a tough question. Well, personally, I think that if you get to the point where you notice the industries and their intellectual properties, the difference between Funimation and say Trigger, or I mean, by the time you have a Crunchyroll subscription, I think it tells. I think it's uh, telling enough. Well, I don't think it matters anymore because I think Funimation. Funimation has Funimation has left, which is uh, a sad thing for me Mm -hmm. because now I need to start a now I need to start a different subscription. A lot of that stuff, by the way, is on HBO Max, just so that you know. I've noticed. Yes, I've so noticed it has its own little anime section over there. Yes, unfortunately, they are all dubbed. They are uh, all... Or, pardon me, that's not true. We're going to get into that question dubbed. also, because we, we started discussing that earlier oh today. My. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But Wicked. I'm Do sorry. Do not attack these people. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. Now... 
once you get there, I've found my own small little sections of shows that I would say are obscure. Mm-hmm. I doubt many people would uh, say Out Noah Zero is a good show. I found it enjoyable. I'm not saying it's good, just that it was enjoyable. However, I remember I was in Akihabara, and pardon me for mispronunciation there, if there was any. However, uh, a man I knew, I believe he was from Russia, had absolutely no idea what the show was. And there were difficulties in his area, as well as certain other people that I had met there, because Akihabara is a hotspot for international travel, that they were just unfamiliar with certain properties. Heck, I think I met one who didn't even know what Godzilla was. And I know Godzilla isn't necessarily an anime, though they have had anime releases. Mm-hmm. However, that sort of closed-off section and these regions where finding anime is difficult doesn't doesn't quite allow for that same in-depth analysis that I can do when talking about, or that we can do, talking about Crunchyroll, Funimation, uh, Trigger, and its desire to uh, remove or add an additional sum of midriff to a young teenage girl with a talking shirt. (laughs) So... (laughs) When when we talk about that, I think unfortunately, or I think unfortunately that definition for a fan has to change because otherwise it's quite unfair. Well, it, it, it's the reason why I ask it because it's it's interesting how you know there are some people in in certain places where the definition of an anime fan is that you have to know all these properties, right? And the, the the crazy part for me is that this seems to be like the one genre where you have that kind of phenomenon because there are plenty of other people who are into sci-fi, right? Yeah. But sci-fi, again, much like anime, is a very broad genre, right? There you have, you know, your interstellars and gravities of the world, which is considered sci-fi. At the same time, you have your aliens and your predators of the world. And not not necessarily a fan of sci-fi will gravitate to all of it. They may gravitate to just one part or the other. Same thing with horror, right? And 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 things of that nature. So these these genres are very they they can be broken down into subgenres, but you never have the argument, oh, you're not a real sci-fi fan because you've never seen, you know, Interstellar or Battlestar Galactica. That's a really good example. But sometimes you come across, you know, somebody says, well, how can you be an anime fan if you've never seen um, Dragon Ball? Right? That's Mm -hmm. And and I find Mm -hmm. that disconnect to be a little weird. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, I think it also is, uh, I don't know, because at least with sci-fi, could you make the, could you make the case that let's say we took this back 20, 30 years ago, sci-fi was like the anime of like 
maybe 10 years ago because you you know anime was kind of fringe uh back then no like it wasn't popular yeah like somewhere around there it wasn't as popular as it is today i'd agree but it was indeed popular yeah but like i think if you go back into like the 90s that's where it's it was more of a fringe thing because that's where you started to see kind of these properties come into the states you know things like robotech things things of that nature and that's what kind of opened up the eyes to the west for anime and i think from there it kind of really exploded you know things like sailor moon and and whatnot you know so um I'm thinking maybe what if it's a symptom of that? Like you like the reason why anime became so popular in the States is because you had those breakout titles like Dragon Ball Z and Robotech. Mm-hmm. And so from there you can kind of say, Oh, well, if these were the ones that made it popular, they must be so good that it's required viewing. Like what if it's a symptom of that? Uh-huh. I guess, you know, but but does that define you as an anime fan? Personally, I don't think it does. Okay. What's difficult in answering this question is that after anime became somewhat popular, at the very least, in the West, Japan and its properties. So I suppose this goes a bit beyond anime, uh, and I'll be and I'll be referencing two sources, both video games, one anime, one not. Japan has been trying to pander a bit more to the West and reintroduce some of its properties there. What ended up happening afterwards was massive backlash. And with that being said, well, we have this large sum of Western panderized anime, of Western panderized properties. So when we have a large sum like that, I'll give... Uh, two examples for you guys to work with. The first being, I'll guess I'll get the non-anime one out of the way first. Uh, DMC Devil May Cry. That reboot was mm. received terribly, and it was incredibly pandered to the West. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, Jump Force of all things, a video game <laughs> talking about. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. Nope. Video game talking about shown in anime was designed just purely artistically was designed to be more gritty and for the West. It got rid of cell shading, which is typical in anime. So is it fair to the Western anime fan, because we receive this phenomena that we have to, or most of us, have to see the obscure or have to know something that is much smaller and less known in the West, when we have been fed a lot of Western panderized media. Well, it, it's interesting that you mentioned Jump Force because that kind of <laughs> both me and Eli, I think, uh, more so than than AJ, yeah. we're really looking forward to Jump Force, oh. right? Because in, in in a sense, it was kind of like the video game form of our first topic when we first started this 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 episode goku versus superman yeah right so in that one you had you know a lot of different um properties where you can actually play that in real time you know granted it's a video game right but at least it was kind of like 
a fanboy's dream, right? Yep. Now, you know, before it's like, well, if you're playing a Dragon Ball game like um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, you can only play Dragon Ball characters. If you wanted to play a game like One Piece, um, I forgot the name of the the actual game, but you can only play Luffy and and anybody in that universe. But here's this Jump Force thing. And again, I think to your point, it was more pandering to the kind of topics that we are engaging here in the West, who can beat who. And it was kind of a, a big disappointment, right? Writing train wreck. And so I guess, I guess you're circling back to what you were saying, you know, there is that criticism that, you know what, you're now taking anime and you're kind of making it less than because instead of kind of staying true to the roots of the actual, you know, genre itself now you're kind of trying to modify it to the rest of the world and you're kind of diluting some of the some of the stuff right i think that's what the point you were trying to make well it was it was a question and actually i'll I'll make this this rhetoric um did you guys know that there were jump games before jump force uh, not really. No. No. Jay says no. I was no. aware. No? Okay, so you guys weren't aware. Neither was I when the game released, and that's kind of my point. We've had these properties before, and then they get westernized. And then, according to the West, and according to popular opinion, the westernization sort of ruins it. Mm-hmm. In Eli's terms, this was a train wreck. So... With that train wreck, we're being fed. We're being pandered over and over and over again. While I don't think anime is in any way dying that way. Oh, not at all. Not at all. No. This, this no. is this is lovely. Even um, both TV anime and manga, they're succeeding. The West and its comics industry is taking a tragic death rate. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. However, with it, you get new generations, right? The 90s is not 2020. So what happens past 2020 when the original 90s anime no longer exists, or at least is very difficult to find unless you're willing to pay $200 for a disc copy of season one out of like four what happens then? Can you call? Can you call that child? Can you call that uh, adult an anime fan when they discover it? Because they encounter the Western style of anime. Uh. What? Can you repeat that? Can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was a loaded, loaded question, and it, it kind yeah. of stumbled over itself. So. We have awesome. a huge wave in the West of anime. And I'll specifically point to the 90s. It was, you know, giant laser beams are awesome. And we found that early on. Mm-hmm. Now we're, what, three decades? We're three decades in. Yeah. We've seen the Westernization. And Western pandering is still potential. And it still exists to be found. Voltron. Voltron. Yeah, 
Voltron, Voltron yeah. is, is, is a, a perfect example because they've taken that 80s show and Netflix has kind of redefined it, you know, mm. with a with a Western kind of flavor to it, you know. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Do you yeah. think, okay, so <laughs> what, what Josh is trying to say is that um, especially, especially, especially when um, you're talking about, you know, and, and like I, like you said, one of, one of the biggest problems was um, Neon Genesis, right? Evangelion. Evangelion. That was a property that you could not find anywhere, right? Correct. Up until recently. But there was a lot of, there was a big subsection of people that, us included, right? That we weren't, well, you weren't around. I was around when it happened. I just, I just never, never watched it back then. But you weren't around when it originally came out. And if it wasn't made available, you know, if they didn't get through, you know, whatever legal wrangling yeah. that they had to do to actually let it come out and be released, um, you probably to this point, unless you kind of streamed it illegally, right, yeah. would not have been able to watch Neon Genesis. Does that make you less of an anime fan, right? Yeah. And, trust and, me, I, I understand the question. Trust yeah. me, trust me. But It's a difficult thing to, to do because, you know what, it's kind of out of your hands. Yeah. Um, damn. That's really a tough question. Um, but I would say... I mean, if that okay, following following the the logic that um you need to see all these um all these um main these main animes, properties yeah temple properties um Dragon Ball and stuff like that mm-hmm. um following that logic I mean that doesn't make you an anime fan but uh going back to the point that AJ made and well we all made to be honest um. Just as long as you have a, um, just as long as you can actually watch anime, appreciate it for what it is. Um, I know that's not something that's, well, it is appreciated, but I know that there's a lot of people who don't appreciate it. It's like the highs and lows. Um, but as long as you can appreciate it and you're entertained by it, then yeah, you're an anime fan, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, if you, it's sort of a weird answer, but you you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let me let me ask this question. I think we're getting close to wrapping this up, but it's been a super interesting conversation, and I, I think we probably should have like a part two for this because there's yes. so yes. much, sure. so much that I that's... wanted to talk about shows in uh, the early 2000s. Well, well let's let's talk about that. Shows. But but let me ask you this question then, because you know we're now in 2020, 21, right? Yeah. Um, and anime has really really exploded. You know, I I think it, it's more popular now than at any other time, especially in the West, right? Mm-hmm. Like kids. I mean. A perfect example, right? Um, art, art and design, which you're going to high school, right? Yeah. What was the thing that the the educators there were talking about when it came to, anime. but but when but, they were talking about your your portfolio and the things that they did not want to yeah, see? Yeah, they didn't want anime. I mean, that's 
And it seems like every kid at that point yeah. when they said no anime, they were like, oh. So my question is, are we at are we at a point where the with Netflix having an entire section devoted to Netflix anime originals, which includes Godzilla, the um, Godzilla. the Earth Godzilla yes. singular point. Um, there's a Witcher anime um, Com- coming out. Coming out. It's yeah, coming that's out. coming out. You know, Wait, is that anime or animation? It, they, I think that was the question I wanted to ask. I think they I'm have it sure listed as an anime. Really? You know? Yeah, I believe no. so. That looks more like that looks more along the lines of animation, okay. kind of like uh, what's that show? We Castlevania. Castlevania. That's what, is the, not. that's what that reminded me of. Castlevania is technically anime. And and so at the point when but was it listed as anime? The lines between anime and animation, we've, and we've here, that's a perfect explainer. We've but, already been at that point. But I think that's that's kind of the the thing that I'm 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 trying to get at is are we at the point where we're seeing too much where the the genre is being oversaturated by all these properties that Netflix because they they know what's popular, right? They have algorithms that show you that stuff. Um the Crunchyroll and the Funimation originals, all these these things. I mean We've we've had Matrix animes. We've had mm-hmm. you know the Matrix. you know mainstream things that are now being turned into anime and animation projects. Are we at the point where there's maybe a little too much? Well, if there was an oversaturation, I think the market would have replied and would have found uh, alternatives. Specifically, live action is one of the one of the largest alternatives of trying to make a live action Godzilla, which we are seeing in the, in the West. However, that success compared to earth Godzilla or singular point, I'm not quite aware of, but I do know that singular point and earth Godzilla are still very popular. We've been blurring these lines yes. for so long. This is 2021. Yet in 2003, we saw the release of Teen Titans on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. It was heavily inspired by certain aspects of anime. Now, they themselves, the producers themselves, had their own name for the animation style. However, it was clearly inspired nonetheless. Then there is this, I believe this is still a statement that not many people might agree with. Uh, there was the question of whether or not Avatar, The Last Airbender, was an anime because another it very clearly was inspired by that animation sure, style. Of course. These lines have been blurred for a very long time and they have been aimed towards the youth. Mm-hmm. We've seen uh what's it? Would you consider Pokemon an anime? I would That's I would another good one. Of a cartoon. But that question is still there. We see we see Japanese media being pushed into the West for the youth and even though there are older, more traditional Western styles that might want to be put in. For example, that um, I believe it was a professor who critiqued the Western art, uh, pardon me, the art portfolio and preferred more Western styles. So moving forward with the question of oversaturation, we have a youth that is being grown to 
enjoy anime because it is being, again, aimed for them, no problem with it, and is a good product by and large. So I don't think the problem of oversaturation is going to come anytime soon, if at all, because the youth and the, I suppose, seniors, neither of these groups seem to have a disdain for the market product itself. Okay. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, or will have a disdain, I should say, in the in the near future. You know what be interesting? So I know this is going to be like super far out there and I'm going to get like some of the weirdest looks on earth right now, but I'm so waiting. <laughs> The Western comic book industry is dying. Yep. What oh. if they start bringing on the guys that make the manga to kind of spice it up a little bit? I don't think that that's a. I don't think that that's a weird question. I think that that's part of the free market. If anything, there is high demand for manga right now for good reason. We're getting some really good releases. However. Comics doesn't really know what it wants to do. Yeah. So I, I don't think that that's a weird question at all. And and any odd looks, I think, would be naive. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that... Because, like you said, manga is high in the market right now. So what if they start kind of reimagining comic books in such a way that, like, adheres to the manga style... Or I guess like the way they kind of make manga, but and they had, and you know they just take the stories and kind of transplant them. And I, I don't, I don't know. Hold on, I don't, I don't think I'm putting this out the well, right way. I, you wanna? For a historical example, you got the spread of Hellenism heavily inspiring um, the Romans. It's why we have the term Greco-Roman. There's so much inspiration coming there and shifting this entire area and region towards a Hellenistic view. And it defined Lord knows how much time. So if we see that same spread happening from Japanese media into American media, I wouldn't say that that's anything new, nor would I say that that's anything unpredictable. Yeah, you know, I, I, I happen to agree with that because, you know... Same thing, really. Well, it's the same thing that happened with comic books. Um, you have books like the Odyssey that were translated into into graphic novels, then translated into comic books, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't need to go any further than that. But when, but I still have a little bit of a problem with doing something like this because I've I've seen it done before. You have Star Wars, um, the manga, which I've read, and you know what. To be honest, I'm fine with it. It was a good, it was a good manga to read. However, so that you're continuing um, to blur the lines between manga and the rest of media, and that seems to be the the main thing um, with today's media. Um, especially because I wanna I wanna point something out. You recently we had um, Mortal Kombat come out, um, and um, I believe what was it? Mm. The the anime frick, the one with Ren Goku and freaking Red Goku. Uh, what? 
Wow. Am I really forgetting? Demon Slayer. God. Demon Slayer. Yeah. Demon Slayer beat it, which is like still. I, and I know oh. that. That's still telling about the oversaturation. Yeah. Oh, but here, here's what he's talking about. He's talking about the live action uh, Mortal Kombat movie that yeah, came out. As in, opposed to Demon Slayer. Right. And so they, they were both released in theaters at the same time. And what Eli is referencing to is the fact that Mortal Kombat for the box office for their opening weekend was about $25 million. And Demon Slayer beat it by a lot. No, I, I no, I think they came in second, but they were very, very close to beating. No. I think it was really? about twenty two million dollars that um that they they opened up with. And I'll I'll double check the figures just to make sure because the last thing we want is put in wrong information on this podcast, right? Yeah. But, Believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Even still, you really I, I like the idea, but to do something like that, it's just like the the Snyderverse. You're introducing something that technically wasn't supposed to be introduced in the first place. I mean, no, no, that's that's weird. No, no, but Ooh, that's okay, dangerous okay, hold territory, hold my friend. No, but we've talked about this before. You're basically the whole thing with the Snyderverse was that you're you're practically um enabling fans and doing all that. But what I'm saying here is that you're not okay. Hold on, I need to get my thoughts straight. Jesus Christ, um. Okay, but what I'm trying to say here is that the Snyderverse, um, as well as as it was, it. Wait, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. As as good as it was, okay. It wasn't, and it shouldn't have been introduced in the first place, and that's the same thing with manga comic books. It's a nice idea, the one that you proposed, but. It's not supposed. It shouldn't happen, and it's not supposed to happen. Okay, but what if it happens anyway? It well, then it happen happens anyway. <laughs> well, then it happens anyway. It There's shouldn't happen, and that. it's not supposed to happen. Yeah, that sounds really. But it's already kind of happening. Okay, yeah. I yeah. I can't vouch for that, and if anything, I would I would disagree because we've had the recent release of, and please God, don't buy this. Of, I am not Starfire, and I am not Starfire was the talk of the town, and it is most certainly not manga inspired. What is this? You, you don't know what I am not Starfire is. Perhaps it should no. be your next topic. It is one of the last throws of the comics industry talking about the daughter of the famous and well-beloved Starfire and Dick Grayson. Oh. So, I highly recommend you enjoy Starfire and Dick Grayson in any other media except this one. So, just going back to what we were originally talking about, Mortal Kombat opened up to $22 million its first week, followed by... Um, Demon Slayer, which took in about nineteen million dollars. However, oh, I was... however, that was flipped on its second week because Demon Slayer then took over the first spot um, in its second week. So, Mortal Kombat, both both films dropped significantly um, in terms of overall box office. I think. Both of them went down by eighty percent, but clearly there is a 
that alone shows you how much of a of a um a want there is out there you know uh, for anime because Mortal Kombat is a pretty established franchise, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the I only say, problem is that they haven't had the best track record with movies, yeah. right? But you know, yeah. with the video games, they've been oh, very popular, right? Yes. And, and Mortal Kombat, as as a series itself, hasn't seen a film in quite a while, so you know that there was kind of like that pent up expectation, and then to see Demon Slayer, which to be honest, is maybe not the the most well known anime franchise out there, and 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 again, I'm just saying in terms of the general public. But to see that it nearly beat Mortal Kombat, that's that's pretty significant. I would I would say, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Again, I think it's a, I think that comes back to the statement about the oversaturation of an anime market. And we're not seeing it, at least here in the West. Right. We're not seeing it at all. Okay. I think that that would happen in, in the coming years. All right. Um, is there anything else we want to we wanna talk about in terms of anime itself? I mean, you, you I mean, is Avatar anime? Is Teen Titans uh, 2003 anime? Mm-hmm. You have plenty of great examples there well, if you want to work with that. If... If it's okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this question. If it's, I feel that now this is a little bit. This is very controversial, and I've heard this from some of my friends who have said that. Um, but if it's an anime, I'm a frick. If if this property is a Japanese property, and it has the anime style, it's considered anime. Which is, look, it's. I'm not gonna say it's. It's it's weird because it's like I, I'm not gonna say okay I'm not gonna say it's controversial <laughs> but like it sorta is it's dicey <laughs> yeah. it's dicey yeah because if an if there is an American produced anime and granted we've that uses walked Japanese yeah animated. that uses Japanese anime styles and Japanese anime tropes we've walked that lines we've walked that line before and I know we've walked that line because those lines have been blurred. I've given the two examples of O3 and Atla. So if an American produced anime was to come out, would it truly be anime? And I would argue, yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. And, and here's a perfect example of what you're speaking to. Um, Altered Carbon is a Netflix series, a sci-fi series that lasted for two years. Um, it lasted for two seasons. It wasn't renewed for a third, but it was a, a pretty substantially popular um, franchise, right? Yeah. For the, for the two seasons that I was out there. And it was very well made done. Very, yeah. very done. Very well made. Pardon me. <laughs> um, but there was an anime. Yes, I remember that. That, that came out. Yes. It was, like you said, a U.S. production, but utilizing Japanese animation style. And to your point, now, do you consider that an anime? Well, here's the question. Did it fail? Um, or well, is it failing? Well, no, it, it only came out for the one season. It was, it was kind of like a... Um, 
how would you, how would you say it? It, it was kind of like it was a, like a, a U.S. experiment, a cool spinoff. Right, exactly. It it wasn't it wasn't required watching for the Altered Carbon main series, but it it kind of gave you a deeper understanding of that universe. Mm. It, it was very much like the Animatrix to the Matrix franchise. It was yeah. not required, but you know what? If you watched it, you got a little bit more insight into the universe. Nice and it only lasted for the one season. Yeah. You know? But again, it was a U.S. production using an art style that's more akin to you know, the anime and using actual Japanese artists, animation artists... That's kind of like one of the examples that you were making, right? Of the examples that I was making, I cannot say for sure, simply because I don't know if there were any uh, Japanese artists or Japanese animators that were a part of it. There were. There were. There were. Then I would, then I would say, then yes, that was uh, that is very akin to the examples that I was making. And for as much as I'd like to say, and it was a movie. I'm sorry, it wasn't a. It yeah, wasn't it was a, a movie. Yeah, it wasn't a series. So I, I take that back. For as much as I would like to say that there is an easy answer of whether or not it succeeded or whether it failed, I cannot. I cannot answer in that way because, well, again, I point back to the two video game examples: Jump Force and uh, DMC Devil May Cry, the reboot. And even though those games had their controversies and met, and many people simply disagree with its existence and were saddened by it, at the end of the day, they're still video games. And they're still video games with the properties, uh, with the intellectual properties concerning them. Mm-hmm. Jump Force still had its anime base. It was just presented in a different life. DMC, Devil May Cry, still had... Uh, Devil May Cry, it was just presented in a different and dislikable light. So, whether or not it's an anime, I think we're going... I believe that we will be seeing a mesh because it seems as though anime cannot well compete against cartoons because cartoons are still popular. I don't believe they're on a decline. However, I say that it cannot compete in the sense that it that it is currently I should rephrase this. I should rephrase this entirely. Anime can indeed compete with cartoons because it is currently doing so. It cannot succeed and overtake cartoons. So what I believe we will see is that the critically successful shows such as the Teen Titans 2003 animation, as well as Avatar The Last Airbender, the animation, not the movie. Or the the live action series that's coming out shortly. (laughs) Or the Pokemons, which, believe it or not, still have ongoing shows. Oh, God. Don't remind me. I think that we're going to see more of a blend for those types of shows and animations here in the West and those will be the ones that are critically successful, and those are the ones that I think there are a demand for. A blend of both traditional Western animation as well as the anime that we're seeing in the East. It's kind of an evolution of, of anime, in a sense. 
Historically, it's called cultural diffusion. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we're going to call this episode. We, we've gotten pretty, pretty deep. We've gone out there. Yeah, we, we, we really took a deep dive into this one. And funny, we started out with Goku versus. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how this episode yes. started. And we, we've gotten into something different. Um, all right. Well, on that note, uh, like I said, the best way that you can, or we'll do this now because we didn't do it before, yeah. but the best way that you can help out this little podcast, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Tell all your friends. And from all of us here, we're just going to sign off because... I need to go watch some anime right now. Amen. I need to go watch. And, you know, I can't wait for The Witcher because The Witcher actually looks pretty interesting. It reminds me of Castlevania. It, the way it really it does. Yes, same know. here. So, you know, and Castlevania was one of our it's favorites. Amazing. It's an amazing series. For anybody who hasn't seen it, please go out and go see Castlevania on Netflix because it really, really is good. It goes to places that you don't think they would go and especially the shocking end of what was it season one or two it was season two right what what where the main i i don't want to spoil it for anybody okay. who hasn't seen it but get the main guy the show oh, seems to have mean, a lot of twists and turns. I, I see i see you don't expect someone to die but they do right exactly and it's like where do you go from here exactly so it, it does it does a really good job of taking its main property and kind of flipping it on its head. And, and it sort of Snape kills Dumbledore idea. Yeah. In, in a sense. And you don't expect it. And you're left wondering where do they go? And the places that they go is infinitely interesting for the Castlevania franchise. So uh, it's unfortunate that it's ended, but like I said, for anybody who really wants to go see a very well done show, Please check out Castlevania on Netflix, but and um, then go watch our episode on Castlevania. That is true. Yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> good, good segue. So anyway, shameless self promotion. Um, like I said, we're going to end this episode here. So thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week with another great episode. Uh, still don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure it out. I'm not Starfire. Is a brilliant suggestion. I think you guys will not enjoy it at all, uh, only to come (laughs) right back over here and have an incredibly enjoyable conversation about the potential death of the comics industry. There you go. Yeah. All right. So on that note, note, well, that's another episode for another time. (laughs) The death of comics, right? (laughs) Or maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. Anyway, like I said, on that note, um, we're going to sign off. My name is Walt. Okay, this is definitely AJ. I know we had this problem at the beginning, but it's definitely AJ. I couldn't tell from the voice. <laughs> Eli, wait, 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 oh God. Oh, come on, not Eli, you too. <laughs> Eli to me. And then I, what? I like. You just have to make an incredibly vague threat. Okay. Um, you lied to me, and now I'll destroy you. That's that's a pretty boring threat. That's boring. <laughs> you lied to me, and I threaten 
your your family. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I was quickly. like, yeah. I had implications. Yes. That was. Wow. And I would like to thank our special guest, Hafa, for joining us on this episode. I would like to thank you for having me. All right. This has been fun. More than fun. There you go. And until then. Okay. Um, come you on. Know how Nail it, E. Nail it. You know I'm going to have to usually do it. Um, just just so you know, we usually do like themed and ending things. So may our, it's usually may our past cross again. Because we're cautioned, so it sort of makes sense. But we have to do something. Now, may our keys. Yes. Yes. Take you out and out. Dams cross again. May our no. <laughs> may our dams. Yes, dams. No. Oh God. Um. May our bloody streams. Oh no. Yes. Yes. That is the best may intro. Our, may our bloody streams. Yeah. <laughs> may our bloody streams. May our bloody streams again. yet cross. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Later, people. <laughs> <laughs>